previously on the Sports Talk with Devin Wade podcast. He didn't come back to the, the Toledo Open. He came back to the Masters, and we do not celebrate her enough. It's opening day in baseball. Astros are going to be back in the thick of things. The head coach of the Texas Southern Tigers. We're working on being better finishers. Leadership shows his head. Go ahead, gloat, brag, say what you're going to say about your Cleveland Browns. Man, I'm not saying nothing until we show up in the Super Bowl. If this is the guy you want, this is the guy you feel, yo, you, you can build your franchise around, go get him. I mean, I, I, it, I don't know what to say about this. That was a bad decision. This is not normal. We believe in change and we're prepared for it with new techniques and new approaches. And as for our part, we feel that you're the best pieces of manpower available in this whole region. Let it go out there today, baby. Three, two, one. And once again, our mighty ship is back on course. Welcome to the Sports Talk with Devin Wade podcast. Mama, there goes that man. You roll. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for our show. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another edition of the Sports Talk with Devin Wade podcast. So glad that you have joined us for another episode. And I want to send a big shout out to all the folks who are listening for the very first time. Welcome aboard. We hope you enjoy it and we hope that you keep coming back. And I also want to send a big shout out to all the folks who listen to each and every episode. Those of you who write, vote on polls, call the sports line, all of those good things. Welcome aboard. Shout out to you guys. And a shout out to all the people who dreamed, who just absolutely dreamed of running the Boston Marathon, but didn't lace up one sneaker to make that dream come true. Shout out to you guys as well and everybody else. Thank you so much. And we have a great show for you this time out. We are going to talk to Life One Lock. Now, you've heard the sports e-segments that she does. This time, we'll get a chance to introduce her to you. And we I learned things about her, and you can too. So that's coming up. In addition to that, from the special teams unit, our guy Reggie Brown, we are going to do some balling or falling. We're going to talk some NBA basketball and also going to talk about the USFL. So that's coming up. In addition to that, we have some headlines. We have a Lamont Award for the Big Dumb of the episode and we'll also hear from our resident dj dj anarchy and a whole lot more so with that in mind i want to tell you guys how you can be more interactive and things we have set up for you first and foremost you can give us a call 24 hours a day on the sports line leave your opinions your questions your requests your suggestions all of those things, and you might just end up on the very next podcast. You can do so by calling 832-941-6614, 24 hours a day. Just leave a message, and we'll work you in, and we'll respond to you. In addition to that, you can go to the Facebook page, the Sports Talk with Devin Wade group page. A lot of stuff is always being posted there. Sometimes we do poll questions and I get your takes on different things and you guys let me know what's on your mind so you can be a part of that the group and like the fan page and also you can hit me up on Twitter at Wade's Word W-A-D-E-S-W-O-R-D I post constantly on Twitter so you definitely want to check that out if you're on Twitter give me a follow at Wade's Word I'm on Instagram but I don't post very much on Instagram right now but we're going to do more of that so with that we would normally go 
in the headlines, but I wanted to introduce you to a young lady that I'm getting to know, someone we know as Life on Lock, who does Sports E for us. I wanted to give you guys an opportunity to get to know her, and I got to know a little bit more about her. So let's get into that conversation. And on the other side, we have some headlines. But first, here's Life on Lock. You've heard her for a number of episodes already. I wanted to give you an opportunity to be introduced to Life on Lock. She joins us here now. How are you this afternoon? I'm doing good. How are you? Good. And I want to tell you, I'm excited about having you participate in your contributions. You are young and hungry and you're fighting for a spot in the industry. Uh, Let's talk a little bit about how you got involved with attempting to do media stuff and and start this journey towards some, some radio and television success. Yeah, absolutely. So I've always been drawn to entertainment news from a kid me and my mom used to literally watch e-news on uh, in our house it was on channel 44 and we used to literally watch it faithfully and then as i got older i started my own brand life on lock where i kind of you know did my own speak of you know talking about fashion and um just talking about different things that i gone through and different things that i noticed in media kind of putting my own take on it and then when i started working at tsu i walked right over there at ktsu and met chili bill and he was just like hey you know you're hungry if you show me what you got. Maybe I can give you a spot. And I was like, okay. So I practiced and practiced and practiced. And uh, he finally let me do every Fridays, uh, the entertainment news on the Chili Bill Morning Vibe show. And so that's kind of how I got my start. And, you know, we're just going up from here. Yeah. And that's why I heard you on Morning Vibes with Chili Bill. And I called Chili. I said, okay, let's talk about the work ethic. Is she dependable? Because, of course, the sound was great. I, I always enjoyed uh, your enthusiasm and, and just the information, the story stories you chose and then same goes for the podcast it's, it's been great to because it's always something interesting we don't talk about it i don't tell you what to select and and you come up with some interesting things talk a little bit about your educational background where you're from i know you went to baylor so uh, go ahead and, and sick them yeah okay listen i've been sickened in so long <laughs> no i am from houston texas i grew up right here in cyprus so a little what bit high outside school? of houston but we still call it i, I went to Cypress creek high school okay Cy interesting creek. fact let me tell you this not that this means anything to anybody other than me when i played football the first touchdown i ever caught was at Cypress creek <laughs> yeah what? yes many years ago so, yeah. That is crazy. Yes, Side Creek. I, you know, back when I was in high school, we were kind of doing okay in football. I don't know how we're doing now, but we 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 had made it all the way to state, so we were doing pretty good. But you know, then when I graduated from there in 2011, I went straight to Baylor University, and then uh, once I left Baylor, I did law school right at TSU at Thurgood Marshall School of Law, and I graduated in 2018. And so at some point, you'll be Life on Lock Esquire, right? <laughs> Life on Lock Esquire, that is the goal. So that is what we're, we're aiming for, just a multifaceted lawyer. <laughs> so uh, back to the entertainment side, what are the, some of the things, some of the stars that we need to look out for these days? Because I'm a little bit disconnected. Who who do you love to pay attention to? Is it is it still like J-Lo and Ben Affleck? Or is it the hip-hop people, the Kardashians? What, like what, what area of entertainment? I mean, uh, that interests you the most these days? 
See, okay, right now I am really, really into Rihanna and ASAP Rocky because Rihanna is putting a new spin on pregnancy. Like, I think that we've seen pregnancy as, you know, just something that is kind of like, you know, just a long nine months. And she's just making it just so fabulous. And she's wearing heels and she's like seven months pregnant. Her belly is so big and she's just rocking these outfits and these midriffs. And so I think people are really, really interested in her. Of course, the Kardashians, everything that they do kind of really just sets trends. And so people are always, you know, into what they do. And they're so emerged in different parts of culture like Kanye West, Travis Scott, Ray J. I mean, just so many different people that are so notable and prominent in the industry. So the Kardashians are just always a staple. And then, of course, I just think it just is always changing. There's always something going on and there's always just some crazy news. So every day is, is a new day. Yeah, well, since you've been doing uh, the sports E, what has stood out? So, I mean, have you sort of learned a little bit more about sports or, or paid a little bit more attention to this athlete or that athlete? Or what are your thoughts on what you've seen and what you picked up since you started Sports E? So much. So, first of all, I'm a huge Drake fan. And seeing how much Drake is just emerged in sports culture is actually crazy. Like, he's just everywhere in basketball, football, everything. I didn't know that. I think it's so cool just seeing that, like, you know, you see, at least me, I always looked at athletes. It's just like, okay, they're, they're doing a job. They're kind of separate. But kind of digging into them for, like, the different episodes every week on the podcast, you realize, like, you know, these athletes have opinions. They have real lives. They have real drama. And... I think it's actually pretty cool that they kind of don't let it affect their work as much as we give them credit to. So, you know, I think that that's pretty cool. So I just think hearing all their opinions and just seeing their life outside of what they do on a day-to-day basis is kind of cool. Yeah. And of course, a lot of them have clothing lines and they want to number them want to be rappers and actors and all of those sorts of things. And the thing is they're young and rich and in the prime of their lives. And that's going to garner some attention and no matter what they do. So that's, that's been really interesting. Now I know we call you, life unlocked if you'd like to share your name because you have a real name you can if you, if you want to stay life unlocked that's fine but for just the purposes of getting to know you a little bit better do we know your name of course so my name is linda okoli that's l-i-n-d-a-o-k-o-l-i you know some people are like well, how do you spell that so that's how you spell it and actually life unlocked is you know it's in my name is embedded in life unlocked so life on that's just spelled like you know your everyday life and then on on and then lock is actually my initials so it's linda okoli chinwe combined i switch the o and the c to make it sound cooler but yeah so life unlock is actually my name so um so it's just kind of like you know the life of linda okoli so uh it's basically just a merge of my name and everything so that's really what my brand name was built on my name <laughs> well that is really interesting and it, it gives me a whole new it, it illuminates uh the the name choice for a lot life unlock and also you do some modeling and clothing stuff talk about how folks can see you on social media yes if you want to see you know my fashion and everything that i do um and just kind of really me uh, my instagram is life on lock so that's spelled l-i-f-e-o-n-l-o-c and that's actually my platform name on all social media platforms so twitter instagram youtube and tiktok it's life on lock again that's l-i-f-e 
E-O-N-L-O-C. Got to get you on Twitter a little bit more. I don't see enough tweets. I know. <laughs> I know. I really I really am slacking. In college, I was on it. And now I just, I got to get back on. Well, look, we certainly appreciate the segments. It adds a new dimension and, and a nice positive energy. So we certainly appreciate that. In fact, you're going to come back in just a few moments. And we are going to hear this week's Sports E. So thank you so much for what you do. And, of course, we're going to help you try to get to the next level and do what we can and of course, I have a very large and loyal audience, so I'm sure they will appreciate you as well. All right, I'm excited to grow with you guys. Thank y'all for having me. For more content, go to WaysWordProductions.com. Hope you enjoyed that conversation with Linda, a.k.a. Life on Lock. And uh, give us some feedback on that. Give us a call, 832-941-6614 if you want to welcome her aboard. So with that, it's time to get into some headlines. And headlines, a lot going on in the NBA playoffs. Been paying attention to that. The USFL has made its premiere, and the Astros, they're doing their thing, and uh, we'll get into that a little bit. Sort of struggling out of the gate. They didn't struggle out of the gate, but since then, I mean, although 10 and 11 games in, you're still out of the gate. But initially, they started off with 4-1, and one, and now they are 6-6. Six and six. We'll talk some Astros in just a bit, but an NFL story has made its way to the top of the headlines. Debo Samuel says he has requested a trade from the San Francisco 49ers. He's going into the final year of his rookie deal, and he wants out. And I don't know how that's going to go. I don't. I, I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't do it. But, of course, uh, he wants some big money. Maybe they're not talking in a language that he wants to hear, and maybe he's worried about maybe being franchised. I don't know what it is because he didn't specify why he wanted to be traded. But right now, you down a running back, Mostert, uh, go, Raheem Mostert goes to Miami. But Garoppolo is still there. Trey Lance is still there. So Trey Lance will likely be the starting quarterback for San Francisco. And you need a guy like Debo Samuel to help you out with your first season as a full-time starter. And I would imagine the San Francisco 49ers are going to do what they can to salve that wound because a lot of these receivers are getting paid from Devontae Adams to Stephon Diggs to Tyreek Hill. I mean, the money is ginormous for wide receivers, and he wants some. He does a little bit of everything. You can run the ball with him, get him out of the backfield, run screens, run him downfield. I mean, he does everything. And he's a guy, he's your Swiss Army knife to the 10th power. He's a, a star player in this league, and you want to see what happens with that. Also, Jay Wright from Villanova, two-time NCAA championship coach. Looks like he's going to hang him up after 21 seasons at Villanova, and that's a big deal in the college ranks. But a lot of moving parts, a lot of guys coming back, some other guys declaring that they are going pro. So, uh, yeah, that's just something that came across. Want to get into the NBA playoffs. NBA playoffs, wow, game one, Brooklyn and Boston was a classic. That was a really, that's the number one marquee matchup that I was looking forward to seeing. And boy, game one did not disappoint. We're a couple of hours away from game two tipping off. But that is a, a great matchup. And I just cannot root 
for Kyrie Irving. I just, I just can't do it. And, and they think that they can flip a switch and get this thing going, and they run into a team like Boston. And Boston is down with Williams, the big guy in the middle. He is out for this series. But Marcus Smart, the defensive player of the year in the NBA, he's there. And, of course, Tatum with that last-second shot. Man, that was close. That was as close as you can get to not having a basket count. But he made it happen, and they got game one. But you can tell that this is going to be a series that is going to go, even if it doesn't go long, which it should, it's going to go down to the wire each and every single game it looks like. I mean, these teams are just – this is going to be the matchup. Uh, One of the matchups that I thought would be more interesting that hasn't quite panned out, the Golden State Warriors. Golden State Warriors uh, and and Denver. I thought that that would be very competitive. So far, Golden State doing what they do. Also, Miami doing what they do over in Atlanta. So they're rolling. The Suns lose last night to the New Orleans Pelicans. So, I mean, so far, the playoffs, they have their interesting spots. Overall, I think, man, you look at uh, Philadelphia, who some thought would struggle with Toronto, not so much. So, uh, you know, you look at Dallas and Utah. Utah is doing what Utah does. So uh, we'll keep an eye out on the playoffs. But give me your take on that. What do you think after, uh, what, two or three games in each series that we have under our belt? Give us your thoughts, 832-941-6614. Also, uh, the Houston Astros. Let's get back to the Astros. Astros struggling right now. Offensively, primarily, although they broke out a couple of times. uh, But they're pitching for the first seven, eight games, by and large, was really, really good. Uh, but again, this team, I think if you look across the American League, everybody's six and five, five and five. There's no breakout team in the AL. Even the Yankees are six and five, just like the Astros, uh, as we record. And so uh, you look at that situation and you say, man, these teams did not have a full spring training. And we have some guys that really are getting off to slow starts in baseball. Carlos Correa is getting off to his worst start ever through 10 games of his entire career. So he's getting off to a a rough start in Minnesota. And, yes, I do keep an eye out for what he's doing in Minnesota. But you look at Yuri Gurriel for the Astros. He's struggling. A couple other guys are struggling. And now Jose Altuve is going to be out at least a couple of games with a a tweaked hamstring. Uh, It didn't seem to be serious. And it looks like he'll be back relatively soon. But, boy, how about Pena? Javier Pena, the shortstop for the Astros, the the guy that's stepping into the shoes of Carlos Correa, he's balling out. He's doing his thing. And and he's a lot of fun to watch. Got to get Jordan Alvarez a little bit better. And, of course, Justin Verlander is uh, doing his thing. Picked up his first win since 2020 the other night. So we'll continue to follow the Astros. If you have any specific questions about any of these major league teams, feel free to check in on that, either on Facebook or on the sports line. Also, in football, USFL, get started. There are a couple of stories about football off the field that are going to be very interesting over the next couple of weeks, months, and maybe year or so. First of all, the USFL got underway. And <laughs> look, it's not the NFL. But I watched it, and I thought to myself, man, do I love football. Now, this was not, like I said, this was not the NFL, but it was good, solid, decent football. 
you know, you have four NFL coaches, uh, former NFL coaches that are coaching in the league. You have a guy like Kevin Sumlin, who is a, a big-time college coach. So you have some guys in there that are coaching. All of the games are being played in Birmingham. And that's a little bit of a problem. I understand why they're doing what they do. Uh, they have a, a great television deal with NBC, Fox, and USA Network covering all of those games. But all of those games are going to be played in one city in Birmingham. And so while that'll save the league money on travel and lodging and, and you know all the stuff that goes with signing leases with stadiums all over the country, said for this first year, hey, we're cutting out all the overhead and we are going to play in one location. And that's great for the networks as well. You don't have to move around. You don't have to go city to city. You, you set up right there in Birmingham. And, and I will tell you this. NBC gave the game the NFL-like treatment. There was a simulcast game where both NBC and Fox broadcast the very first game. And then, of course, the Houston Gamblers played on Sunday. And they won. And so, not that again, I'm not going to get into the standings, but I just thought about it like this. And I was talking to somebody about this. And it boils down to this. When you think about all of the great play on Saturdays in the fall from, I mean, all different levels, 1AA or the FCS and the FBS, I mean, from the, the Power Five to the other smaller conferences, there is wonderful football being played. And you think about it, it's only a few spots each year available to guys trying to make an NFL roster. And if a guy is hurt at the wrong time, I had the wrong situation, the wrong coach, he may not ever get a chance to be seen or never get an opportunity to play professional football. So this gives these guys an opportunity uh, to play ball and be seen. And some of these guys, I think, may make it to the NFL. I mean, we saw with the XFL, and that's one of the stories off of the field. The XFL is already trying to undercut the USFL. They had a meeting with several agents, uh, a number of agents that represent USFL players to say, hey, the XFL is going to offer more money. We're going to pay. Uh, we're going to have larger rosters. It's, you know, it's going to be a better deal for your guys. So already it looks like they are jockeying for position as it pertains to signing players. But what will hurt the USFL, again, I'm sure by next year they will be at home stadiums. But what hurts them now is that you don't sell merch. Because I went to the XFL's Rough Riders game here in Houston, and I was amazed I was totally amazed and blown away by the fan response and people buying the gear. The line to get into the fan shop was, I mean, down the concourse. It was unbelievable. I hadn't seen anything quite like that. And so that enthusiasm and that money that you make from merch is not going to happen if you don't have games in those different cities. So that being said, they have some things to deal with, but they have a great plan for this first season. The XFL owned by Dwayne The Rock Johnson and his ex-wife, they own that league, and they are trying to get up and running by 2023. Now, the other story, the sort of business story uh, that's out there is that, man, Apple TV may get NFL Sunday ticket. Do I get a chance to cancel DirecTV? Because I certainly will. I'll have to get Apple TV. I don't know how much that's going to cost me. But, yeah, so we'll have to figure out, and, and does it make it cheaper? 
Is it e more easily available? I don't I don't know what the deal is going to be, but that's in negotiation. So it's some big things that are happening behind the scenes that might determine where and how you watch the games this fall. So that's going on. So with that, going to take time out, come back on the other side, and we are going to have some sports. E, in addition to that, our resident DJ, DJ Anarchy, and, of course, our conversation with our guy Reggie Brown and the modern world but first a quick time out this is sports talk with devin wade podcast anywhere you get your podcast your children are the most precious gift god has given you their well-being is of the utmost importance and finding childcare that exhibits the same belief is well non-negotiable so why not end your search at Brighter Brains Learning Center? Located in Stafford, Texas, Brighter Brains is a licensed, family-owned and operated daycare that promotes an early educational foundation and provides an environment of love, safety, and quality care for children ages 6 weeks to 5 years old. For more information, call 346-328-3717 or visit brighterbrainslearningcenter.org. It's Shelly Wade, and welcome back to Sports Talk with Devin Wade. Well, you heard from her a little bit earlier, and now we are going to bring her back so you can get caught up on some sports entertainment news in a segment that we call Sports E. This week in Sports E. Sports E. Entertainment. E is for entertainment. 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 The E is for entertainment. <laughs> Your day is going well and just got a little better now that you're listening to Sports E with Life on Lock. So in a recent interview, Cam Newton expressed where he feels a woman's place should be. Newton believes that women should cater to a man's needs, know how to cook, and even know when to be quiet. Now, while the misogyny may have been a hit with a few male listeners, a few women were definitely triggered by the comments, especially Travis Kelsey's girlfriend, Kayla Nicole. And Nicole went on Instagram and Twitter expressing her disdain for the comments and stated that he should probably date his mom since he's looking for someone that did everything she did. Now, me personally, okay, I feel that there is a very fine line between expressing your preference on what you would like a woman to be versus what you feel all women should be. But you know, that's just me. What do you guys think? Be sure to call in and let us know who you agree with. But in the meantime, it looks like Kayla Nicole isn't the only person upset these past few days. It looks like the Manchester United star Christian Ronaldo is being investigated by the police for smashing a young fan's phone after a game lost this past Saturday. The video circulated on social media and many fans called out Ronaldo for his bad behavior. Now, since the incident, Ronaldo has apologized for his actions and even invited the fan to a game to show a sign of fair play sportsmanship. Also, in a social media post, he stated that it's never easy dealing with emotions in difficult moments such as the ones we are facing. Nevertheless, we have to be respectful, patient, and set an example for all the youngsters who love the beautiful game. So, you know, shout out to Ronaldo for taking accountability. And speaking of the love for the game, it's clear that Jake Ball truly loves the game of boxing as he believes he is the real deal and can beat out a lot of the great champions in the sport. And he even has the statement co-signed by former champion Oscar De La Hoya, so I guess only time will tell if he can rise to the occasion. But while we wait and see, be sure to meet us for next week's occasion as we unlock more entertainment news from your latest and greatest athletes right here on Sports E. 
Something tells me that we aren't quite done with that Cam Newton story. But I want to thank Life on Lock pulling double duty. We had a chance to meet her and then hear her do her thing. Going to take a brief time out. Come back on the other side after we hear from our resident DJ, DJ Anarchy. On the other side, our guy Reggie Brown. And we have on the money award for the big dummy of the episode. This is the Sports Talk with Devin Wade podcast. Anyway, you get your podcast. Sports Talk with Devin Wade wants to thank our sponsor, Kofi Bankus and CoBank Homes. The vision at CoBank Homes is simple, and it stems from the belief that clients can trust CoBank to guide them to realize one of, if not the single largest investment decision they will ever make, their home. CoBank simply looks to build lifelong relationships through service. They do this by using faith, knowledge, and technology to guide clients through the process of achieving their real estate goals. Be it buying, selling, or investing in real estate, contact Kofi at 832-757-7950. That's 832-757-7950. CoBank Homes through Keller Williams. Have you ever felt the weight of the world on your shoulders? Have you ever felt this all this love before? Cause it's all new to me It's all new to me And I'm just trying to see If you're interested in me It's all new And I'm confused I'm gonna lie, lie to you But I gotta ask you something Are you into me, baby? And that is music from our resident DJ, DJ Anarchy, doing his thing. Please be sure to check him out on Instagram at DJ Anarchy and on SoundCloud and show him some love. Let him know that you heard his mixes, his mixing on the Sports Talk with Devin Wade podcast. So if you want your music heard, it doesn't matter the genre you're a singer, a rapper, a DJ, whatever you play, whatever you do, if you want your music heard on our podcast, just email us, music at wadeswordproductions.com. That's music at wadeswordproductions.com. The genre doesn't matter. The only thing is that we'd like it to be radio edit. If not, I'd have to clean it up a little bit for our audience, although we could take it. We could take a few expletives, but we don't want to go too deep on that. But again, music at wadeswordproductions.com. If you want your music heard, we'll put a snippet at the halfway point and an entire track on an extended portion of a mix at the end of the podcast. So before we get into our conversation with Reggie Brown, just want to share this with you guys. I'm kind of going through it a little bit because I am struggling with something that happened and I wanted to share it with you guys. So for a little while now, I've been struggling to read fine print and I guess not so fine print lately. And so my significant other decided unprompted without my recommendation, without the recommendation of an ophthalmologist, she decided to give me some readers, some reading glasses. I don't know how to handle that because I still can read the small stuff. Takes me a little longer and I need a lot more light. But I am really struggling with this. I don't know what to do. I mean, reading glasses, 
have I reached that point yet? I mean, I take pride in my 2020. You know what I mean? I, I have I can see stuff something from a mile away, something six inches away from my face. A little bit of a problem. So I did try them, and I have to say, it makes a huge difference. But I'm not ready for that. I, I just I just can't do it. I can't. I'm sorry, guys. I, I try to do the right thing. I will sneak and use them when no one is looking, but you will never see me. At least, I don't think so. I don't know. You give me some feedback on it. I don't think you'll ever see me with glasses. I don't know. And, and, and no knock on anybody who has to wear glasses. But I, and I do blame my phone and can, staring at a computer all day, every day. I, I blame that for the issues that I have with my, with my reading and my ability to read small print. So I don't know. I just wanted to share that with you guys. And maybe you can provide some therapy for me on the sports line. Any advice? 832-941-6614. Wanna shout out my man Errol Wilkes, who always supports the show, who always supports me. Great director, great actor, great theater person, and a patron of the arts and a patron of the Sports Talk with Devin Wade podcast. That's my guy. I want to thank him. And if you see him out on the street, you thank him too. Right now, I want to get into our conversation with a guy from the Special Teams Unit, Reggie Brown. Here he is to talk NFL, NBA, and a little bit of baseball. Back again from the Special Teams Unit, our guy, Reggie Brown. How are you this afternoon? All is well, man. All is well. How about yourself? Good, good. Did you have a, a good Easter? Man, I was fortunate, man. I got a chance to go home to Miami and see my family, get some fishing in down there, and you know, get to the beach, and it's always good to go to the 305. Now, is it Cheetah Town now? <laughs> is it Tua Town? I mean, how excited is, did you? I mean, obviously, when you interact with anybody, did you pick up a vibe that they are really excited about the Dolphins football team? Man, I haven't seen this kind of excitement in Miami since Dan Marino. I think the city is on fire and uh, getting behind the Dolphins and everything that they're doing. I mean, when you think about what they did this offseason, you don't have a choice but to be excited. Yeah, when you look at that entire situation, is Miami a – I know back when you you were in high school, I would imagine it was probably the U, then Miami, and that was pre-heat. But right now, is it a heat town or is it a, uh, a uh, Marlins town? Well, obviously we know it's not a Marlins town, but is it a Dolphins town or a heat town? Well, I think it's always going to be a Dolphins town. But the Heat have been just excelling for the last 15 years. And so uh, it's probably equal. But when the Dolphins play well, the city is just totally different. Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, quite the offseason. I would say you guys have won the offseason. Hey, did you heard the story about Tom Brady and potentially being team president and part owner? Did you hear that story? I, in fact, I just read about it a few minutes ago on Twitter, and it seems to be it was a real thing. Now, whether he was going to play or not is a total different thing because Bruce Arians said that, that they still had the rights, so he could have bought the team, but Miami would have had to give up five draft picks is what he said for him to actually be traded to Miami to play. Yeah, but, I mean, just the thought of him being team president, and obviously it was a, a maneuver to circumvent retirement. I just think that's a, a pretty interesting story. I don't know if you want Tom Brady to be your team president, though. I mean, I don't know if that would have been the move. What do you think? 
you know, it's it's interesting. You know, some guys in the NFL, you know, they transition and they do really, really well. Clearly, Tom Brady has been around the game for a long time. He's sent in a long, lot of meetings. I'm sure he's been in on some evaluation processes over a, you know, a 20-year career. And so, you know, the book will be written, but you're going to take a chance on somebody when it comes to football. You're probably going to take a chance on Tom Brady. Right? He's just proving to be successful. Yeah, no doubt about it. So I know you went fishing. Did you catch anything? Mahi, mahi, man. I oh, I like mahi, mahi. Yeah, some red snappers and some yellow tails. Love every minute of it. So did you I, go I, out I, on a boat or you went on a on a pier? How did how would you how did you get that? Went out on a boat, and by the way, I don't go fishing. I go catching. <laughs> well, I'm gonna let you have that one. So, uh, but I'm glad that that worked out for you. Should have brought me some mahi mahi, man. I like mahi mahi. I um, want to ask you. I know with you on the fishing boat, you may not have had a chance to check out anything on the sports landscape. But since the last time we've spoken to you, NBA playoffs are underway. The baseball season is rolling off to a a really really exciting start. What has stood out to you? over the last uh, couple weeks in the world of sports? I think there's been a lot, man. Uh, uh, Tiger playing in the Masters was certainly a big moment. He played well on the first day, and then I think the fatigue kind of caught up with him and, you know, still struggling to get healthy. But him just being back in the Masters, you know, I watched the first two and a half days just to see him. And had he not been there, I would not have been watched at all. And so the Masters is probably was my biggest takeaway. But as you said, there's a lot going on. The baseball is in full swing. You look at the new USFL, football is going to stay in the news and, and then, of course, the NBA playoffs. So it's a great time to be a sports fan. No question about it. I mean, and I'm going to get into some Astros stuff as well. Uh, but the NBA playoffs are off and running. The exciting game one between Brooklyn and Boston, that was wonderful. The Heat blow away uh, Atlanta in their first game. Philly out to a two-game lead over Toronto and Golden State off to a 2-0 and start in the playoffs. Uh, what do you think about some of the front runners in uh, the NBA? Well, I think that everybody's doing what they're supposed to be doing right now. So you don't expect any of the top seeds to lose in the first round. And so they're doing what they're supposed to be doing. But again, it's been some competitive basketball, and that's really what you're looking for. Yeah, I mean, what are your thoughts on Boston and Brooklyn? Were you one of those who thought, okay, look, KD and Kyrie, now that Kyrie is here full time, uh, they can just get in the mix and run it? Or did you think, okay, yeah, they run into a, a team in Boston, that Boston's just a better team at this point? What do you think? Well, I think, as you correctly state, Boston is a better team. But you also know that if KD and Kyrie get it going, they can be any team in the league. But I've been around sports long enough to know you just don't hit that button, man. It just doesn't work that way. Those magical runs come far and few between. And so I fully anticipate that Boston will win the, win the matches. But if Kyrie and KD somehow manage to put it together, it wouldn't be a shock. Yeah, well, like I said, it went down to the wire. Boston had a lead and then gave up the lead, and it looked like, man, Kyrie and company were going to get away with the victory. And then that uh, dramatic play at the buzzer by Jason Tatum, uh, it was just, uh, I mean, an ex you couldn't ask for a better game one of a series, and that really is, I think, the marquee series 
of the playoffs. So I'm going to ask you about specifically a great transition into a segment that we call Ballin' or Fallin'. Ballin' or Fallin' is when I give you, Reggie, a choice about a player team or entity, and you tell me if they are ballin' or fallin'. Well, in the middle of that Boston-Brooklyn game, of course, Kyrie had a bad breakup with the city of Boston. Said he was going to be there forever. And then he jetted and tried to create his super team with Harden and Durant. And, of course, Harden is down in Philadelphia. But he got into it with the fans, and he flipped off the the fans a couple of times. He was fined $50,000. Him responding to the fans, is that balling or falling? It's falling. I keep on falling. And it's falling because, you know, professional athletes are human beings. With emotions, with all of that. Still, you got to be able to comport yourself. There are things that you just don't do. You know, the fans are the backbone of the league. They support the league. And, you know, they can go overboard. But a professional does not handle it that way. And so, in my mind, it's falling, although I understand his perspective. Well, as a professional football player and even as a, a college football player, what was the toughest environment? Or what are some of the, without going into the specific phrases, but what, what were some of the, the things you heard or, or some of the worst situations you've been in as a player when you hear fans chirping in and, and, and heckling and, and insulting you guys? Well, I think for me, the, the, the worst, the old Cleveland Brown Stadium and the dog pound was a hard place to play in the stadium. was old, but walking out onto the field, they was hitting you with them dog bones, man. And they was hard, and they was firing them off, and everybody knew it was coming. It wasn't nothing you could do about it. And that, that was a difficult place to play. But in, in that regard, it was all in jest. You knew it was going to happen, and it was good, great environment for a football game, and it got you fired up. And, you know, there would be people, Haywood probably was one of them, who picked them back up and threw them back in the fans. <laughs> no doubt about that one. Uh, what about in college? I know you made, played in the match. Magic City Classic and, and some big college games. Well, what were those games like as far as hecklers and, and uh, the fans? Yeah, I think Southern was a really, really tough to play. You know, the Jaguars have a passion for their football team, and whenever you came to Southern, you had to walk from the locker room, and it was pretty far from the stadium. And uh, as you walked into the stadium, and they would be out there, and they would be giving you the business. And, uh, again, you know, just a great atmosphere. Back then, though, uh, different from now, people done lost their mind. You know, it, it was it was in good fun. And now, you know, you have people, fans taking it too far, throwing beers and, you know, using the N-word, or, you know, curse words, derogatory terms and all of that. And that's gone too far. And somehow, some way, we got to get back to being civil. Because some of the things that they said to Tyree allegedly were not civil. And we got to get back to just being civil, good people. Yeah, well, and I know that in basketball, they have been able to identify fans and have them ejected. He, if I'm sure if he would have made that request or got specific, that fan would have been removed. I know uh, basketball's done a better job at that. But also, you they're right there. There are no helmets. You're right on top of the action. So it's easier to be heard uh, if yeah. from a guy that's 10 feet away as opposed to a guy that's, you know, uh, you know 50, 100 feet away or whatever. So there's that. So next up. In balling or falling, the Philadelphia 76ers off to a 2-0 start. 
and they're rolling. Can Harden and Embiid get to the Eastern Conference Finals? Is that balling or falling? It's falling. And the reason I say it's falling because ultimately I don't believe in James Harden. He is a great player, more specifically a great scorer. But in the NBA playoffs, you got to have the complete package. And traditionally, teams have had to go through something to get to something. Golden State didn't make it the first time. The Heat didn't make it the first time. And so you got to go through something to to become a champion. And I don't think that they've been through enough as a team. And ultimately, I don't think that Harden is going to be able to be a pivotal point of them winning a championship. Yeah, I thought that that's great for them. They got off to the 2 and 0 start against uh, the Toronto Raptors that beat them through uh, in a couple times, a couple three times in the regular season. So uh, they had their hands full with them. Uh, but again, this team is really they have some young talent. Of course, Embiid, MVP candidate, he may be the MVP. We'll have to see how that vote goes. But there are a couple guys. John Morant lost game one. Uh, also, you look at a situation where you got young stars all around that are doing work. Have any of the young guys stood out for you? Well, I think my rant, man, the guy is a basketball player, plays his heart out on both sides of the court, leaves it on the court every game, and he's a treat to watch. He reminds me of a young Dwayne Wade when Shaq was with the Heat, just his competitive spirit, you know, can score from anywhere on the court. And then I think he really does a good job of making everybody around him better. Yeah, he's uh, fun to watch. He and, and really Minnesota and, and Carl Anthony Towns. I mean, they did work the other night. And, and uh, Anthony Edwards. I mean, they, they was this could be a real series. I don't know if Minnesota can beat them, but again, the upset in Game One. If they lose, Memphis is in some trouble. I, I would think well, in that series. Well, I- I will tell you that the term team together, everyone achieves more is perfect for Minnesota. You know, they got a they got a great nucleus of of players and they play together. They stick together. And when you run up against a true team, they hard to beat. And I expect, as you said, a tough, tough series. And finally, you alluded to this finally in Ball in the Fallen. The USFL made its premiere Saturday night. And all of the games will be played in Birmingham with the Houston Gamblers, the Birmingham Stallions, the New Jersey Generals, the Michigan what Panthers. They got underway. And I know you're old enough to remember the first iteration of the USFL. What are your thoughts on the USFL? Are they balling or falling? I'm going to say balling and falling. And, and the reason why I say that is because you know, the cities that they're in uh, can sustain football. You know, the, those cities don't have their own teams as such, and they probably can sustain it. But personally, I say falling because I don't like gimmick football. You know, I, I want to see them go out and play and, and, and get after it. And I think that when they come with the gimmicks, that can't sustain people ultimately want to see a good football game and all of the flipping and all of that stuff. I don't know if it'll last. Well, you know, I looked at it at the game and it was simulcast on both Fox and NBC. And I will tell you, the broadcast teams gave them the NFL type treatment. They really approached yeah. this and I didn't see as many. It's not the, the, the gimmick, uh, the, a lot of the gimmicks that they had in the XFL, 
Uh, but although I know the, the the experimenting with some of that stuff was interesting conceptually to see if it could translate to the NFL, but I thought that this was it was football. It wasn't NFL football, but it was true football. When you look at the coaches, you have four former NFL coaches, including Jeff Fisher. You have some high profile college coaches like Kevin Sumlin. So you have some real football people involved. I think them not having uh, playing in front of their home crowds. I think that that will hurt them. But I understand the move because if you get the TV money, you don't have to worry about travel. You don't have to worry about hotels and, and feeding players and signing deals with stadiums all over the country. Everything is concentrated for this first year. I think from that standpoint, I understand financially why you make that move. But I don't know. Spring football, I think, is going to succeed one way or another. I don't know if that's going to be the XFL or the USFL, but you're not going to see NFL football. But I thought that it was it was football, and it made me realize, man, I miss football. <laughs> so, and, and I would say this. A lot of kids have dreams of playing in the NFL, and so for those kids who, you know, get another opportunity to play and you be able to make a lifestyle out of it, I hope that it works out for those kids because, you know, you grow up, you know, wanting to play in the NFL and it's very hard to walk away. But now having another viable option gives a lot of young men another chance at fulfilling their dreams, even if not from the NFL. Yeah, well, I was talking with somebody and I get your take on this. I mean, when you think about how many teams suit up with quality players on Saturdays in the fall, and, of course, you know there's not enough room in the NFL each year for those guys to break through. But there are a lot of – and I know you know this. There are a lot of super talented people that could have made it to the NFL and really are professional football player caliber. They just didn't have an outlet. Uh, how many guys you know really should have been able to continue their career because they were good enough, whether they were teammates or opponents? Too many to name, man. Too many to name, man. When, when I played in the SWAC, the SWAC was heavily drafted at that time. And uh, many of my teammates, many of the guys from Southern Prairie View, et cetera, were NFL caliber players, you know, but there were only so many that was going to come from the SWAC conference. And then again, it comes down to a numbers game. I mean, you talk about when I played, you would have guys from Iowa, Washington, Alabama, you know, that were all cut, that were superstar players but they got caught up in the numbers game unfortunately and so again having another outlet giving those guys another opportunity i mean the nfl and football as you say is a money creator you're talking about with the xfl it gives young producers now opportunities to produce nfl games you know sports reporters you know it just creates another avenue for people who really love the game to be involved yeah, yeah, and I, I hope that uh, at least one of these leagues can sustain itself because the first time around, the USFL really could have made it. But what happened with the New Jersey Generals bought by Donald Trump, and Donald Trump wanted to go head-to-head with the NFL, and they sued the NFL, and they won, but they only won $1. But what you essentially did was kill your product. So so maybe that was a a, 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 a foreshadowing for the rest of his, his career, his business career, because, of course, he, <laughs> he ran the USFL into the ground. But they had stars. Yeah. You, you, your former teammate, William Fuller, played there. Yeah. Um, Herschel Walker, Jim Kelly, all of them played there. I mean, it had become – a 
competitive against the NFL, but ultimately it was Donald Trump's uh, ego and all of that. But you can't go up against the NFL. Uh, you just going to have to accept the fact that you're second place and be good with that. Yeah, yeah. Before we let you get out of here, uh, of course, uh, you played with the Houston Oilers. There was a loss uh, in the Oilers family, the Houston Oilers family, and I know you guys uh, are are relatively close. Even if you don't talk a lot, uh, you guys are, are pretty close. Uh, Gary Brown passed away after battling cancer. Uh, what are your thoughts on, on Gary, and, and what are you, some of your fondest memories of, of Gary when you guys played for the Oilers? Well, it was tough, man. Uh, GB uh, was just such a great human being and an exceptional football player. Gary was my best friend when I was at the Oilers. Um, I came in as a rookie, and he immediately took me in. He helped me get my apartment right across the street from where his apartment was. Uh, before I brought my first, you know, my new car as an NFL player, I rode to practice with him every day. Uh, just a fun guy. Took me to all of the restaurants, showed me the ropes and, and how to be a professional. And uh, I'm certainly sorry for his loss, but I, I, I thank God that I had a chance to be a part of his loss and I'm of his life, and I'm certainly praying for his family. Yeah, and of course, we know about his stellar career and what he was able to do, what, a, a thousand yards in eight games, uh, stepping in uh, for the Oilers, and then, of course, went on to do a great coaching job, coaching running backs in Dallas for many, many years. But uh, just a, a big, big loss, and I know it makes you guys even tighter when you talk about some of your former teammates. I know that uh, because I know so many of you guys, I, I had a chance to talk to several guys about Gary, and it was just a, a – Everybody said the same thing. Just a great guy, and it's a tremendous loss for the world when a guy like that leaves. So before we get out of here, anything else on your mind? Hey, what about them Yankees, man? It's, Yankees 5-4. and four. <laughs> They're 5-4, five and 5-5. Four, five and five. Hey, man, the Astros, hey. <laughs> the Astros are leading the way in the, in the AL. Tied with hey, the, hey, man, really, really, you going to count the first 10, 10, 10 games? Hey, man, man really, look, a, you play every day. In a 162-game uh, season, really. Hey, man, you you play every day. What You play to win the games. And so far, <laughs> so good. You know what I mean? Indeed, I have no worries about the New York Yankees because if we ain't getting it done, we'll, we'll spend the money and go get somebody who's going to get it done. And that's a fact. Yeah, so what have you seen of the Yankees? Because I know the Astros have struggled some offensively. They broke out a little bit last night, but you still have some key guys that haven't been able to get going offensively. And then, of course, on the, on the back end, I had a few struggles in the bullpen. But what about the Yankees? What have you seen uh, from them? We are a team that lives on the long ball, and um, we haven't done that as effectively as you would have thought coming out of the gate. And then uh, one of my concerns has been – not going out and getting the top pitchers. And, you know, it, it always comes down to money. And Hal, the younger Steinbrenner, is not like his daddy. The old man would go spend the money. He didn't care what it cost. He was going to go get the top players. And that has been a shift in how the Yankees operate. I guess, you know, $15 billion by Hal is not enough, and he's trying to hold on to it. But we're going to run him <laughs> 
we gonna run him out of New York. He gonna have to sell the team if he don't spend that money, and that's just a fact. Well, you got Judge and, and Stanton, and then of course Gary Cole. You got from the Astros, so it's not like you're not spending money. It's just that uh, again, that AL is tough, and they had a, a series with Toronto. They played Boston, so uh, they have Detroit this week uh, for three or four games, and then uh, we'll have to see going forward. But yeah, it's gonna be interesting. I've been watching a lot of baseball. Hey, I'm ready to go. I, I suspect that we turn it around tonight and uh, go on by the 10, 12, 15-game winning streak. <laughs> we'll talk about that. Uh, like you said, there's 151, uh, 52 games left or something like that. So, yeah, we'll have plenty of time. Well, as always, man, we certainly appreciate and look forward to catching up with you real soon. Good deal. And as always, it's great to be a member of the special teams. <laughs> To have your comments heard, call 832-941-6614. Want to thank Reggie as always. And if you have some comments on what he said, or his take on things, or uh, some feedback on any of it, of course, you can give us a call, 832-941-6614, or hit us up on the Sports Talk with Devin Wade group page on Facebook. Love hearing from you guys. I'd like to hear more from you. So be sure uh, to comment in some sort of way and uh, let us know you're out there doing your thing. With that, it's time for... The Lamont Award. I don't want to wish you no bad luck, but I hope your ship sinks. With no lifeboats and no life preserver and a school of piranhas surrounding you, you big dummy. The Lamont Award goes to the player, team, entity, someone in or around the world of sports we deem to be the big dummy of the episode. Well, this time I got to go with a guy that I really want to see back in the NFL. Not Colin Kaepernick. Not, uh, I don't know, name someone else who's out of the league we would like to see. Not Antonio Brown, certainly. I'm talking about Cam Newton. Cam Newton currently doesn't have a gig in the NFL. I hope he gets back. I, I really do. I think that he got the raw end of the stick on some of the things that happened in his career. But that being said, he went on, as aforementioned in the Sports E segment, went on a podcast talking about women and boss and whatever I mean he he said a lot and essentially what he talked about was growing up model of a father and mother and they're still together after all of these years and essentially said you know a lot of these chicks blah 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 when they really should be listening and to be a real boss B you essentially have to know when to be quiet cater to your man you don't even know how to cook and you calling yourself a bad B or a boss B so, okay, so let me start by saying this. Whatever you want for your relationship and you find the person that that works with, you can do it any way you want to do it. You really can. I mean, if two people want this type of relationship and yeah, I want this and the other person's like, I'm willing to give this, then that, that works for you. But if you are going to sort of give advice in an open forum, you are not going to open an audience up, a female audience in 2022 up to your advice when you start with, no, I want to be quiet, cater to your man, and learn how to cook. I mean, so I don't understand a lot of that because the dynamics have certainly changed 
and the roles have changed in society. And I'm not here to say what's what and who's what. I think that you shouldn't wade into those waters in that way if you don't know how to communicate that with a little bit more nuance. It reminded me of this clip. And if you are of a certain age, you certainly have heard this before. I'm going to tell you something Uncle Ed used to say, and maybe he was right. There's only two places a woman belongs. Don't say it, James. James, don't say it. Kitchen in the bedroom. Florida, kitchen in the bedroom. <laughs> yes, that was the one and only James Evans in Florida Evans. Didn't work out for James in 1974 when that episode aired, and it ain't working for Cam now. I don't know what his situation is or what he's found for himself, but when you wade into those waters and you start telling people to shut up and learn how to cook, you are a big dummy. You big dummy. <laughs> <laughs> Again, we've certainly had examples of toxic relationships, and those are individual relationships. So, like when Jada does what she's done to Will, you know, that doesn't, that's not indicative or an indictment of all women. It's not an indication of, oh, you know, this, there's a, a gang of women that would do that to Will Smith, whatever. I'm just saying, you don't want to dive into those seas <laughs> by starting with the phrase, shut up. <laughs> serve your man and learn how to cook hey amen whatever works is whatever works but he sure, certainly did not earn a lot of female fans so with that before i let go before i let go before i let go hey want to thank reggie brown want to thank life on lock want to thank you guys for listening and also want to thank our sponsors uh cobank homes and brighter brains want to thank dj anarchy and of course want to remind you give us a call anytime on sports line 832-941-6614 hit us up on facebook the sports talk with devin wade group and you can like the fan page participate write us interact vote in the polls all of those good things but if you can't remember any of that please remember these four things number one i don't do no favors after six o'clock in the evening two i ain't got no money three i'm not harboring any fugitives from justice and four bye <laughs> this has been the sports talk with devin wade podcast remember you can follow him on twitter at wade's word thank you for listening